The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. So what do you say we get this dumpster fire started, man? Fired up. So today we're going to be talking about M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. Yes. I just wanted to start out by saying that I forgot how bad this movie is. Yeah, me too. I think when I first saw it in theaters, I was just like, because the scenes where people are killing themselves are so jarring. Yeah. You're like, pretty brutal. Oh oh my God, that's so scary. But like watching it several years later, I'm going... What am I watching? Like, this yeah. is... I, like, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. And so, we'll just go ahead and put that out there. We don't hate the movie, but it's a bad movie. Uh, yeah, it is a bad movie. There are, a bad There movie. are certainly good things about the movie. Well, you'll have to tell me about those. Because <laughs> I think I missed all of them. There's some really good shots there. Some really cool, shallow depth of field stuff. Yeah. That I appreciate. I guess so, but I feel like that's not enough for me no. to be like, okay, it was an okay movie because it's, it's enough to watch it on mute. Yeah, probably enough to watch it on mute and then make up the words that Mark Wahlberg is saying. Oh my god! Because that would be infinitely better than what he was actually saying. Yeah, the dialogue in this movie oh is my god. absolute shit. This film was written by M. Night Shyamalan, of course. Which to me is like really strange because, I mean, every director kind of goes through this phase where they start out really, really strong. Yeah. And they have amazing movies. And then as they go along, it just gets worse and worse. And then they get better. But I feel like M. Night Shyamalan's the exception to that rule because he started out really, really, really great. And then it's just gone downhill from there, almost to the point where you're just thinking, were you like on drugs when you were making this (laughs) or were you like blindfolded it's it's like metallica how they were great when they were all drunks and and they got sober and now they suck and it's like could you start drinking again guys please yeah well and and here's the thing is that i think that he hit his stride when he did sixth sense which is sad because that was like one of the first major films that he did and it was fantastic it was a great movie it was perfectly casted it was creepy the story made sense and then it had the amazing plot twist at the end where you're like oh my god like you're just freaking out because now everything that you had just watched for the last hour and a half makes sense yeah um well i got another plot twist for you what's that i liked after earth i liked after earth a lot man see but that's funny because i like some of the ones that you don't like like i like the village yeah. I think the village is very interesting. I think the village was like a, a dry hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Where you get the ending that you want, but it didn't feel good going right. through it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I guess I could see how that would happen. Um, I I actually really found Lady in the Water to be very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I thought the story was very interesting. There were some parts about it that they could have done without, but for the most part, I really, I liked the story. I didn't like the story. I liked their little community. I thought it was kind of cool. 
Um, I love, uh, oh, what's his name? Pig Vomit. Um, Pig Vomit? Paul Giamatti. I love Paul Giamatti. Me and too. He's I wish, one of my favorite actors. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. And and this is the thing that surprised me about The Happening is that in most of his other movies, excluding the really, really shitty ones like Avatar yeah. and... Ooh. Devil. Well, that's another one that I liked of his. Really? I, yeah, I thought that, you know, the religious aspect of it was a little bit too heavy-handed. Like, he was, like, really trying to shove it down your throat. Yeah. But I thought that the story was interesting. And it was it was genuinely very creepy. But, it was creepy. I'll give you that. Yeah. But, of course, Unbreakable is just the best movie. Unbreakable is... is Wait, are you being sarcastic about that? How dare you? I'm sorry. I really, no, no, I'm serious. I loved Unbreakable. Okay, I did Unbreakable too. is his best movie, I think. Well, you know that they're about to come out with because he did the um he did the one with uh oh my god, what is his name? You're talking about Split with yes. James McAvoy? Yes, they're about to do characters from Unbreakable and Split. Like they're gonna like combine them into like one almost kind of like anti superhero movie. Yeah, it's Glass. It's yeah. the story of Mr. Glass. Yeah. So I think that's going to be interesting because Unbreakable was really great. Yes. Um, Split was okay. I didn't see Split. I, I watched it, but I didn't pay just a whole lot of attention to it because yeah. it was really kind of boring. And that's the thing that surprises me about this movie is that in 90% of his movies, the characters that he creates are very, I think, fleshed out and they're very interesting. Even like with Signs, where you're dealing with real people like, yeah. I thought that they were all very interesting people, especially, like, the kids. Very interesting. Yeah. But, like, in The Happening, you're taking people that could probably give you interesting characters, and you're making them as boring as possible. Yeah, and like, you're just giving them the stupidest dialogue, too. Painfully. Yeah. Painfully boring. I, I don't know what he did to make Mark Wahlberg do such a terrible performance. I know. He, it, it ha- it's one of those things where it has to be the director's fault. Because there's no way Mark Wahlberg could suck that bad. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's not a great actor, but I've seen him do way better than that. Yeah. I've seen him do performances that are great. Uh, the Departed. But, yeah. But this was just fucking awful. I'm trying to pinpoint the word that I was thinking of for his character. What is it? Um, I'd say he's a he's a pussy. Is that the word? That yes, yes, he was a pussy and very wooden yeah which is really like interesting for mark Wahlberg because even in like the worst movies like transformers or you know i I can't think of a whole lot of other i mean i know he's been in a lot but um i i think to me like this is just a very odd choice for him it's almost as if mark Wahlberg had a bet with somebody (laughs) where he said i bet you $100 that I could go into this Shyamalan movie and just suck completely and he'll still put it out there and see here's another thing about Shyamalan in this movie could they not afford to do more than one take of some of these scenes because there are scenes where the lines are clearly flubbed and they just keep going and they made it in the movie Maybe they were thinking, oh, this makes the characters look more real. I thought that, too, when I was watching, when I saw these scenes at first. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't make them look more real at all. It makes them look like they fucked up doing a scene on film. Yeah, like they're dumb. 
like something is obviously very wrong with it. And that's I think that's the biggest part that I can say. I mean, other than the very obvious like political stance that this is taking with global warming, like even despite all of that, the dialogue was the worst part of the movie. Even if you have a stupid plot, even if you have a political agenda to go with it, if you have decent dialogue and good characters to carry the story along, it doesn't seem half as bad. You're like, oh, okay, that was a dumb story, but the characters are what what drove it. Right. Not in this case. No. Like, it had a stupid plot and the characters were bad and the dialogue sucked donkey dick. So it's hard <laughs> to forgive when you have nothing to latch on to go, okay, this is what makes this a solid movie. Yeah. And I think this movie was unrepentantly terrible. Oh, my God. If it wasn't for the shots, it would be a complete waste. And even that's not yeah. really enough. Well, and for those of you who have not seen the movie, well, first of all, I would say that you're really not missing anything. But second of all, the movie is basically about how the plants are getting revenge. The movie kind of starts out, there's no context whatsoever. There's none. You're starting out in Central Park, New York City, and these two girls are sitting on a bench. Everybody's doing their own thing. And then everyone stops and starts killing themselves. And I have to say, some of them were pretty creative. Some of the ways that they killed themselves were pretty creative. But even that wasn't satisfying enough. Like, Well, no, because while the death scenes were creative... The computer-generated blood that they used was just awful looking. Yes. It was the worst. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. It kind of feels like Shyamalan was like, okay, we want to kill these people in the most visceral way, but we want it to look as terrible as we can make it. So can, can you do that for me over there? Oh, yeah, sure. Let me just get some CGI blood for you. Yeah. It was so cartoonish that this movie might as well have been PG-13 for the violence that it had. Right. So, yeah, you're. You, it's a random Tuesday afternoon, and the plans are like, well, time to fuck <laughs> some shit up. Time to kill everyone. Yeah, like, there's there's no buildup. There's no, which, you know, for it's a normal... It's sudden, and it's mysterious. Yes. Which is cool. Kind of like The Thing or something. Yeah. But let me tell you. If the plot twist had been that it was a terrorist cell releasing toxins for people to kill themselves, that would have been infinitely more interesting than this. Yes. Then the plants are getting revenge and they're sending out toxins. Like, okay, that doesn't work. And the biggest problem that I have with this movie is that if you're when you're watching it, you get what's happening because they show you what's happening. They they give you a lot of visual cues But then they tell you, like, afterwards. Yeah. Like, for instance, when everybody's trying to figure out what's going on, they're they're walking around in the woods, uh, and they show the the trees are all shaking and the wind is all blowing. Yeah. And at that point, you're sitting there going, oh, it's the trees. And then half an hour later, Marky Mark's like, I figured it out. It's the trees. (laughs) And it's like... Dude, we already fucking knew that. We knew that a long time ago. Yeah. Same thing in the scene with the model house. I thought it was so stupid. There's this scene where they go into a house and all of this stuff is fake because it's a model house. Yeah. And they get all the way to the end of the scene. They're leaving the model house and they walk past a sign that they get zoomed in on. So you're sure to have seen it. And it says model house. Yeah. And it's like, no shit. You know, show that at the beginning or don't show it at all. Yeah, I kind of feel like 
he was treating the audience like they were a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah. Like they had exactly. no idea. Like they'd never seen a movie before. That's what it felt like. It's yes. like he's showing it to a bunch of people who had never experienced film in their life. That's exactly right. It's insulting. And he did it throughout the entire movie. Yes. There were no plot twists. There were just plots that unfolded way after everybody figured it out. Yeah. It's frustrating almost to the point where you're like, man, you're so much better than this. Yeah. Like you're, you, you can tell a much better story. Yes. I like the stories where you don't see the monster until the very end of the movie. Me too. But I also like the movies where you know what the monster is up front. Like you know what you're dealing with. And you know how dangerous it is. It would have almost been better if he had had, like, the plants, like, reaching out for people or a tree attacking people. And then at the end, it's like a huge vine monster or some shit like that. Like, that would have been more interesting to me. Because really, you get neither. You don't get the the bad guy up front, the killer up front. And you don't get the twist of this is the killer. Right. You just get boredom. It just follows through like you're reading it from a textbook. See, if I had the chance to remake the movie, what I probably would have done is maybe kind of the same thing, but like an alien race that's behind it and they're trying to eliminate all the people off of Earth and they're using their own resources against them. So it's the plants, it's the animals, it's the whatever. Like that, like there's at least something that you can hold on to and say, okay, here's the actual bad guy. Here's something that I can be rallying against. Because how can you sit there and be like, oh, fucking plants. Fuck you, plants. Like Shyamalan could have fixed this problem with a little bit of a CG scene of maybe like some bright little orbs blowing off of a flower and going up somebody's nose. Show us something. Yeah. Show us an antagonist. Uh, He never did. Maybe they just didn't have the budget for that. I mean, they obviously they had the budget to make some fake looking CGI. Yeah. Maybe they spent all their money on Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Maybe that's what happened. John Leguizamo was pretty hot at this point, yes. too. Yeah. And I have to say, if you come out of a movie and you say, John Leguizamo was the best actor in that film, <laughs> I think You've you just have watched a problem. A shitty movie. I think you have a problem. Yeah. And he's a good actor. Like, I've no, seen him in other no, stuff. He's, he's not. He's he's a successful actor, but I don't think he's ever been a good actor. I mean, unfortunately, the only thing that I can see him now as is is as the pest. So it's hard for me to take him seriously. For me, it's it's Luigi. Yeah. He's always going to be Luigi to me. (laughs) And he was pretty good in that movie, but it was a silly movie and he's a silly guy. I just wanted like I just wanted him to jump out at the end in his Luigi costume and be like, It's a me, Luigi, <laughs> I saved you all and then that's how the movie ends and we're like, Yay, Savior. We, sh- we should review that Mario movie. Oh, that's a good idea. That movie is delightfully shitty. Yes it is. This movie is just the regular kind of shitty. Yeah. So, so yeah, so people are starting to kill themselves and it's really bad because there's a scene where these construction workers are like throwing themselves off the building. And the only thing that was going through my mind was it's raining men. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah. Even though they're like broken and bleeding on the ground. I'm just like, it's raining men. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm going to edit something in like that. Do it. Do it. Put it up on the, on the Twitter or something. So yeah, they're all these people are killing themselves and they don't like everybody's freaking out. They don't know and their first thought is terrorists. Yeah. It's some kind of chemical weapon that these terrorists have concocted yeah. and it's affecting everybody in New York City. So Which then, was a topical thing at the time. This movie came out in what? 2003? 2008. Oh. 
This, yeah, this came out when I was a senior in high school. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, in 2008, I was living back in Waco, but I saw this movie when I was living in Nacogdoches. There's no, mm, well, anyway. Maybe there's a rip in the, in the. Is it a Mandela continu- effect Yeah, thing? time continuum thing. I had a Mandela effect thing happen to me the other day. You did? Yeah. Um, I thought this whole time that Bizarre from D12, the rapper, uh-huh. was dead because I saw the news reports. I saw Eminem come on and say, oh, I miss Bizarre so much. <laughs> He's not dead. Whoa. I swear to God, I'm from the goddamn Berenstein timeline. This is not my timeline. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if maybe you like you dreamed it. Maybe you had a really. Very... Why would I have a dream about Bizarre from D12 know. dying? Maybe you just secretly <laughs> love him or something. You're just like, oh, I don't want Bizarre to die. That'd be the worst ever, man. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But it's good that he's not dead, though. Yes. So we're happy about that. Anyway, so then we move to Pennsylvania, where Mark Wahlberg is a biology teacher. Um. You know what that reminded me of? Did you ever see that James Bond movie where Denise Richards was a a biochemist? Yes. That's what it made me think of. Like, you do not look smart enough. Like, you you don't look like you could be teaching anybody anything. Yeah. Like, you couldn't probably even teach your five-year-old how to tie their shoes, let alone off class full of high schoolers about biology. Yeah. I just want to point out for the record, too, Denise Richards was the worst Bond girl ever. Yeah, she was. I hated her. She was terrible. Just the worst. God, so terrible. So he's teaching a bunch of high schoolers about the bees and why would the bees disappear? You know, we're foreshadowing here. Right. Even though bees don't take, you don't see bees at all in this fucking movie. There's no bees anywhere. Yeah. So he's trying to get answers from these kids, trying to get them to be interactive. And he has this weird, like, high-pitched voice, like, nobody has an answer? What? How could you not know why the bees have disappeared? Bitch, nobody knows. It's the worst. His voice, his cadence in this movie, no one's ever done anything this terrible before. No, no. And But I have to say, though, you know... Him and his wife, Alma, they have this this love. This, <laughs> yeah, you could tell. They have this love for each other. Their chemistry is so strong, but not as strong as his love for Jake. Yeah. Yeah. He loved Jake so much. Jake was so pretty. So his perfect face. Yes. And that's all he could talk about for five minutes was Jake's perfect face. And all like, I could see it. I could see it in Mark Wahlberg's face. He was thinking, it just can't happen, Jake. I'm a teacher. <laughs> You're a student. It would never work out. I, I'm so sorry. And Jake, just longing to be close to him, finally gave him the answer that he wanted that he just can't control nature. And Mark, We'll never understand what happened. We'll never understand. Yeah. And Marky Mark suddenly gets a raging heart on. <laughs> Starts bench pressing some cinder blocks. <laughs> try to show off. Great answer, Jake. He's, he was, was feeling so the vibration. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, that's it, all I It still think about. cracks me up that Marky Mark is a famous actor at this point. I know. I mean, he is good, but holy shit, he's come a long way. Yeah. Even from like Boogie Nights, where everyone saw a schlong. Yeah. I remember very vividly watching that movie in high school and being like, damn. Yeah. But I've never particularly been attracted to Mark Wahlberg. Like, I don't look at him and I'm like, oh my God, you're so hot. I'm more like, 
all right. You know. He looks like a twink. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. If you don't know what that is, go look it up on the internet right now. Yeah, Google it. Hit the, the mi- hit the images button. In the middle of your family dinner, look up what twink means. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so we, we, we realize that Jake and... God, what is his character's name? Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. That's right. Elliot. Yeah. My name is Elliot, and I'm here to teach you about bees. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, the bees all disappeared. Does anybody know why? <laughs> Except you, Jake. You don't have to answer. <laughs> Just Jake, see me after you're class. You're so pretty. You don't need to know anything. Yeah, because your perfect face will save you from everything except dying from a plant. So the vice principal comes in and she's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah, and he does this stupid thing where he like hides behind the kids and he's like, oh my God. It's the Dark Lord. Yeah. And he and then, shuts the light off and she shuts it on. Even and she's laughing because... <laughs> Because everybody's so happy. Oh, Elliot, school. you're so everyone cute just and gets funny. along so great. I mean, she saw him. Yeah. Like, why did? Why did? And then when well, she he like, was trying to be funny, but he was doing the kind of shit that you would try and do around kindergartners, yeah. not high schoolers. Yeah. And and all these kids ate it up. He was just trying to. He would have gotten his ass whipped in my high school. Somebody yeah, would have killed him. Yeah. He would have been murdered in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Jake would have fucking killed him. <laughs> no, Jake would protect him because he loves him. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I, I think that was a one-sided relationship, really. I don't believe that. Yeah. Don't dash my hopes and dreams, Aaron. <laughs> God, I'm trying to ship some people here. Anyway, so he goes to join the other teachers. Why they shot that with the principal's head as the center of the fucking shot with all of these teachers around him i will never understand and there was this one teacher back there that had his head turned yeah in a way that all you could see was like part of his neck (laughs) and i'm not a professional cinematographer Mm -mm. but i wouldn't do that that to me just looked like shit i would have thrown that whole takeout it would have been that would have been gone that wouldn't have been in my movie yeah. The other thing I noticed too, and I have a habit of like watching extras in the background of yeah, a movie, especially if I've seen it before. But there's one particular teacher, a blonde teacher, and she was like to the left of the principal's stupid head. And she just kept talking the whole yeah. time he's making announcements. And I'm like, bitch, shut up. And there was another one that was looking directly into the camera the entire time. <laughs> I think M. Night Shyamalan was on heavy painkillers during this time because anybody else would have noticed that and be like hey quit looking at the camera we don't exist okay quit breaking the fourth wall i just think that he didn't do any second takes i think they shot this whole thing never did a second take he handed it off to the editor and said good fucking luck i'm pretty sure this movie kept the editor up late fucking nights sitting there going there's no way i can make this fucking movie any good yeah he's like contemplating just you know slitting his wrists all, yeah. and like writing Shyamalan's name in blood all over the computer if, screens if they would have handed me this footage and told me to edit it I would quit I wouldn't even get a quarter of the way through this movie before I called somebody up and said this is not a movie this is never gonna be good I can't fix this I would Alan Smithy the fuck out of this movie if I were the <laughs> editor it would just it just wouldn't this would not be on my IMDB page yeah 
The principal announces that there have been attacks in New York. They think it's some kind of chemical warfare by terrorists and they're going to release all the kids out of school and all the teachers are going to go home or whatever. So everybody's in a panic and they're going home because nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And they're instantly like, yeah, let's evacuate, even though we don't know where we're going or what's happening. But we're going to evacuate because that's what people in a crisis do. They evacuate like wild animals. Um and then we're introduced to John Leguizamo's character, Julian, who is also, a, I think he's a math teacher at the school, and him and Elliot are friends. And and this is the other thing. This is the other thing that just really bugged me about this movie, is that he tried to have this marriage conflict between Elliot and Alma. Yeah. And it was just so fucking stupid. Yes. Like, it was nothing. It was a waste of fucking time. And like, for some reason, John Leguizamo's character was tuned in to how shitty she was and was yes. just real confrontational about it. But there was no reason for it because there was no conflict. No, like she was just being a fucking chicken. Yeah. Because she was feeling guilty about going out to dinner with this guy that she didn't even like. Right. She went and had tiramisu. Yeah. Which, okay, you had tiramisu with the guy. You didn't suck his dick. Okay, like quit freaking out. Yeah, I guess like and that's the thing is like there's this whole thing at the beginning where he's like she's distant and she doesn't want to talk to me. She doesn't want to blah, blah, blah. And Jogglin was almost like, dude, I didn't want to tell you this, but like she was crying at the wedding. Like what kind of friend does that shit? Yeah. And and he also had this shoehorned in personality quirk, uh, John Leguizamo's character, where he would try and get people like if somebody was in a bad mood he would talk statistics to them but elliot would do that too he would start talking about like some scientific right. bullshit that he pulled out of his ass hoping that the person would be like oh i'm distracted enough to not be scared shitless thanks a lot elliot exactly these two idiots are trying to dazzle people with their stupid fucking garbage knowledge it's like those people that can't have a fucking silent moment they always have to fill the air with some bullshit that's what these characters did the yes. whole time. Yeah. Like, and, and let me tell you, if we were in Apocalypse, Elliot would be the first to go. Yep. Like, yep. or he would be like banished from the tribe or banished from my group. <laughs> like, you cannot hang out with us. Yeah. You cannot shut up enough for us to figure out how to deal with this. So, like, go away. And for some reason, everybody's looking to him for guidance. He is a high school biology teacher. He is not in any way qualified to tell people what is going on and how to deal with it at all. Yeah. I think about stuff like, um, you've seen World War Z, right? Yeah. Okay. So Brad Pitt's character, like he was actually like somewhat qualified to kind of know what was going on. Like he was very smart, very, very educated. Like he had some kind of handle on what was happening, him and his wife both. So it made sense for them to be the ones that people went to because they had the qualifications to deal you know, as much as you can deal with a zombie apocalypse. But this, this douche canoe was nobody. Yeah. And like, he became this like group leader and you're like, nah, dude. Well, like, I think, I think he just inserted himself into that position by never shutting the fuck up. Excuse me. I've got my master's in biology. Everyone <laughs> needs to listen to me. Let me yeah. tell you a story about the bees and maybe that'll make you feel better about this toxin that we know nothing about. And Shyamalan tried to develop these characters, but he just did it all wrong. Like the thing with John Leguizamo quoting stats at people yeah. and Marky Mark 
quoting science shit. You had the guy with the hot dogs. Shyamalan's like, this is a major character. Let's build him up in five seconds. What can he do? Oh, he likes hot dogs. There you go. Now you know this guy. He loves hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> do you like hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't? Hot dogs are loaded with protein. That's the most <laughs> awkward scene. He, he looks at her. He says, do you like hot dogs? And she just smiles like an idiot and shakes her head. No. Well, oh, that's funny. You look like somebody who locks long things in her mouth. <laughs> it's just so awkward. It is so awkward. And then that, okay, so that brings us to Zoe or Zooey. How are the fuck you say her name? Doesn't Deschanel. matter. Okay, she's the prettiest of the Chanel sisters. I will say that. Yeah. As far as her acting skills go, she plays the same character in every single thing that she does. Yeah, poorly. Every, yeah, like she, she plays the manic pixie girl with the big wide right. eyes. And She's the, the quirky dumbass bangs, and you're just like, I just, I wanted to give her a swirly the yeah. whole time I'm watching her. Like I just wanted her hair to be messed up even a little bit to have some kind of like flaw because she just looks like a perfect little porcelain doll, you know. And besides the fact that she, like you say. Everything was always perfect with her. She's in this apocalypse, but not a hair out of place, which is stupid. Yeah. And even though she had the worst lines and delivered them as poorly as possible, she was still, despite all of this non-character that she was, hateable as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she brought nothing of value to this to this world to this right. story yeah um she just was like extra baggage she was set dressing but yeah. not even good set dressing and the thing is is like you know how you have people that do specific things like they do comedies or they do romantic comedies and they do those things for a reason right now some of those actors can cross over and do more serious roles or sure. they can do horror movies or whatever and they do very well she is not one of those people no like, she just looks completely out of place. Like, she, I was not convinced that she was scared. I was not convinced that she was anything. She had the same look on her face through the entire movie. <laughs> like, I swear to God, if her eyes could get any bigger, they'd come popping out of their sockets. Yeah. We're not assholes, Elliot. We're not going to be those people on the news that see a crime and don't do anything about oh. it. Yeah, you go on, Alma. You go stop those people from killing themselves. Have fun. You you go. So bad. Yeah. All this stuff is happening. Um, we have this stupid thing in the background with Joey, the guy from the that she went had tear you with and apparently is obsessed with her now. Yeah, he's blowing up her pager. Her the phone. shit's getting major. Her her Motorola razor phone. I had one of those. I did too. <laughs> they were so great. They were awesome. So everybody's like evacuating and they're trying to get on the train and this is uh, this is probably a really good example. I mean, the whole from the very beginning, the dialogue is really bad. But there's there's a part where at the they're at the train station, and uh, Elma and Elliot meet up with Julian and his daughter Jess, and they're all going to get on the train to go to Harrisburg or something like yeah. that. And she goes, "Hey, Julian, how are you?" He holds up the tickets and he goes, "Uh, I bought the tickets." Like. Why would you answer like that? Nobody talks like that. He wouldn't look her in the eye at all. And he made, well, I don't know if it was, if it was supposed to be that way, but it, the director made it so that it was so obvious that he just could not look at her. 
Yeah. Because he was always hiding his face or looking over her shoulder. And it's like you got shots where people are looking straight into the camera. Yeah. And and then you have this scene where it, they perfectly portray this guy's disgust for this woman. Which is not even founded in anything other than right. Elliot telling him about a fight and her being distant. Like, right. there, you have nothing to... to go on about why you hate her so much well yeah like imagine you're you're sitting there and you're talking with your best friend about your husband and wife and you're like yeah we had a fight the other day it was it was kind of shitty and he's like oh well she's a fucking piece of shit (laughs) fuck that bitch (laughs) and you're just like uh well that's that's a little much that's a little a little extreme we're just fighting over dinner i wanted chicken she wanted sushi you need to divorce that cunt right now Right the fuck now. Don't even wait until tomorrow. Go to the courthouse. Sign those papers. Yeah. Like, that's what I felt like was happening with Julian and Elliot's relationship. Like, he was just so involved with it. Like, way more than he should have been. And it almost never gets brought up again, too. Which makes me think that this was something that they put in afterwards. Shyamalan showed this shit to the studio execs. And they said, there's got to be some kind of love conflict going on. And so they just shoehorn that shit in there yeah and the fact that they were already married and the fact that they obviously had you know some issues or whatever like i don't know it just it just didn't work and the and zoe de chanel and mark Wahlberg had zero chemistry like right. when they looked at each other they weren't looking at each other like oh i love you so much it was just two actors having to pretend that they were a couple i'm not even sure that these two were even on set at the same time <laughs> He just CGI'd each other in. It would not surprise me at all. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was delivering his lines to a puppet. Yeah. And they just CG'd her in there. Oh, man, that'd be the best footage ever. If that actually was a thing, <laughs> you just see Mark Wahlberg. It's Andy Circus. They got Andy Circus <laughs> in a mocap suit. Mark Wahlberg's talking to him. Or even better, it's like a sock puppet and it's got Zoe De Chanel hair and <laughs> lips drawn on it. And like, they're just having this conversation with the sock puppet. Oh, Elliot, we're not assholes. Oh. <laughs> like, I would watch that a hundred times over than Absolutely. watching that piece of shit. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I think, yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, the other thing, the other thing is that the kid, like they added in the kid for emotional, um, I don't know, to, to emotionally drive things because now the you kid have- was the MacGuffin. We had to get the kid safe. We had to take the kid to Mordor. Yeah. You know, that was, that was the whole point of this movie. But I mean, the thing is, is like, she didn't really have a personality she didn't really talk all that much. She just was like an extra human being that we all now have to worry yeah, about. Right. But I wasn't even emotionally attached to her. And I'm always emotionally attached to kids in movies. Did she even speak? She did a couple times. I remember I said at the beginning when we were watching it and um, Alma asked her, she's like, hey, Jess, how are you doing? And she goes, hang it in there. No child speaks <laughs> like that. Yeah. They would have been like, I'm scared or... Why are you talking to me? I don't know you. Or like, you know, whatever other bullshit she could come up with. But like, hanging in there. How old are you? Are you like 30 years old? Are you like a 30-year-old, you know, little person that we hired to look like a child? What's happening here? I think Shyamalan just hates kids. And so he makes kids act awful in his movies so that Uh, we'll hate them too. I don't believe that. Because like, in Sixth Sense, like, 
Okay. That yeah, kid totally. was a brilliant. I yeah, mean, he's right. a brilliant actor anyway, but like he wrote that kid realistically. The relationship between the mother and the son in that movie was so realistic. It yes. was beautiful. That was a beautiful. fantastic. This relationship performance. Like this father and daughter relationship, I could have done without it, honestly. Like I could have done without having a little girl that we have to now constantly worry about like oh my god where's jess where is she like yeah i think my favorite kid in a Shyamalan movie was in the visit the little boy that was rapping he was a dope rapper the visit the his horror movie with the old people and the oh i didn't see that one oh my god you will hate that child i wanted to reach through the screen and strangle this child (laughs) it was the worst I'll have to take your word for it because I had no interest in watching that movie whatsoever. Don't watch it. Just okay. don't watch it. Okay, good. It's shit. That's what I heard. No point. <laughs> Just no point. Um, it's a Blumhouse movie. This guy got on with Blumhouse. Why is M. Night Shyamalan taking jobs for fucking Blumhouse? Because he's desperate. He's not, though. People are throwing shit at him. He's doing glass. That movie's going to make... 500 million dollars yeah and even the kids like in signs i liked those kids yeah you know they were were cute and quirky and like he did fine with those kids but this kid she she should have just been a puppet too just a little sock hand puppet just marky mark and some puppets (laughs) (laughs) or fuck it just john leguizamo and some puppets yes yes please yeah i will watch that so the other thing that we were talking about, and it made me laugh a whole lot, is how only Mark Wahlberg could have really wide eyes and a furrow- furrowed brow. Yeah. Am I doing it? No. <laughs> you're you're trying. I tried, too, and I just looked like a fucking psychopath. Yeah, it looked like you're about to reach across the couch and strangle me. I don't think it's possible to do that. But he had I think like, they CG'd that, the, his brow. And they CG'd his eyebrows on, too. <laughs> because they were perfectly arched the whole time. He always looked like he was them. asking a question. Yeah. <laughs> he oh. was inquisitive. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't even... Whip and do the bee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. It's the dumbest shit. Yeah. So, like, I didn't understand... How a human being can even do that? Only Mark Wahlberg. Only Mark Wahlberg could do that. Yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg has the ability to look really young and really old at the same time. Like, yeah. like if you if you look at the top half of his head, he looks like an old man. <laughs> you look at the bottom half of his head, he looks like he's in his 30s or something. That's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. I don't know anybody <laughs> else that could pull that off. So, you know, we just, we're going along and, 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 and like any other apocalyptic movie if you even want to call that this or if you want to call this that it is um well i don't know not really because this whole thing only affects like the new england area so it's not an apocalypse at all no it's it's a it's a happening (laughs) oh it happened yeah it really happened happened to us all oh my god um you know they're trying to get across they're trying to get to harrisburg yeah. And um they're they're trying to go where the infection is still. Yeah. There. I don't know where they're even trying to go. I mean, couldn't they just I mean, it's not like everyone was dead. Couldn't no. they just go on the news and say, "Hey, uh let's all go to Kentucky." Yeah, let's all let's all go to Texas. It'll be fine. Meet you there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they didn't. They were like, let's just go to other parts of the East Coast. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yo, let's just go closer to where the inf- infection's happening. Yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, they, they're trying to get across the country. They're finding out that the infection is spreading to, to Boston and Philadelphia and, like, all of these different places. And they're like, oh, my God, it's getting worse. And we're seeing videos of a guy who, like, stands in a lion cage at the zoo and gets his arms ripped off in the most horribly looking way possible yeah and they cut away when the first arm gets ripped off because i don't know maybe the shot looked like shit and shaman all of a sudden decided that shitty looking shots weren't going to be in his movie but then it goes back to a shitty looking shot of of the other arm getting pulled off it was it doesn't make sense no i mean wouldn't you show wouldn't you at least show that first thing they did this thing where they were watching it through a cell phone yeah and somebody had taken this footage on another cell phone and sent it to them and of course this was back before you could even do that but we'll uh we'll ignore that ignore that but but at at the point where the first the guy gets his arm ripped off by the lion the person taking the footage like moves around a little bit yeah almost like they're like oh my god that's so terrible and they're like oh but then but then the cell phone moves back down and you see very obviously that the guy has been CGI'd into that lion pit. Yeah. And the arm getting ripped off and the blood spurting out. I mean. It's all very fake looking. I mean, let's just say that looks like a scene that, that Mike Hamilton would have made. <laughs> that looks like an Oni Chan production. It does look like an Oni Chan productions. And, and I mean, we might have actually done it a little bit better, to be perfectly yeah. honest. There were several points when I was watching this movie where I said I could make this movie. Yeah. And I think I could. Yeah, and we could probably make it better. We could have like vine monsters and, you know, make it actually have some substance. Yeah. Wouldn't that be hilarious? We do a happening remake and it's like better than the original. We should do it. We should do it. We should do it. I'm all and, for and it. And see, that's another thing is this movie could have been a short film. Yeah. Yeah. And they it's could like, have done all this in 20 minutes. It's probably the shortest, quote unquote, scary movie that I've ever seen because it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. Most scary movies are, you know, two hours at least. Close, at least. Um, this looked like a Neil Blomkamp short that just got out of hand. <laughs> they just kept going. They just kept making it. They just kept coming up with ideas and being like, yeah, let's just shoot that shit. Don't make sense, but let's do it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they, they're on this train and then the train stops and the conductors, why this train had... 50 million conductors i will never understand there was like seven of them you only need like a couple they were headed to a conductor convention yeah yeah they were and And, uh, you know when you're uh, when you're a train conductor and you're going to a conductor convention you're not going to drive there no you have to ride the train you have to you have to bring your own train yeah so (laughs) i want to go to a conductor convention i just want a conductor's hat that's all i want you know you can get those like anywhere that train train sets are sold. Yeah. Because those fucking 70-year-old guys who set up those train sets sit there in their room with their conductor hat on and choo, push choo. the buttons. Yeah. I know one of those guys. <laughs> he wears his conductor hat everywhere he goes. That is fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's not. <laughs> so the train that everybody is on, not everybody, but the train that Elliot and his merry band of disappointments are on um merry band of shit actors (laughs) um 
they the train has stopped in some some bumfuck town in Pennsylvania and he goes to the conductors and he's like why have you stopped the train what's going on guys I, well, please tell me what's going on I don't understand and the conductors are giving him like one word answers and he's finally like you know yeah, why are y'all just giving me one word answers you tell dicks me what's going on and they're like well we lost contact yeah with whom Whoever the fuck says whom anymore needs to be punched in the face and given a wedgie. Uh, I say whom sometimes. I don't even. I don't even know how to use it properly. That's why I don't say it. Yeah. Huh. Well, if you don't know how to use it properly, your best bet is not to try. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't do something right, with, you uh, might as well just quit. Same thing with semicolons. If you use semicolons improperly, you just look like an asshole. I know how to use those properly. I learned that in the fourth grade. Yeah, but so many people don't. That's true. And yeah. it, it's it's kind of awkward when you're reading a sentence. You're like, well, it just makes you look like you you're trying to look like, you know, what a semicolon does. Well, that's what I felt like. Elliot sounded like trying to use the word whom. Yeah. Like, come on, you nerd. Yeah. You're in the middle of an apocalypse. You don't have to use perfect English. I mean, come on. It's true. Um. So anyway, he says, well, who have we with whom have we lost contact with? <laughs> and the conductors he are was like, trying really hard not to end that sentence with a preposition. <laughs> <laughs> and the conductors are like everyone <laughs> they didn't say it like that but they should have it would have been way better everyone sydney <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone's stuck in this town and they're trying to figure out you know what they're gonna do and they're sitting in this i guess it's the train station with a restaurant and the yeah. power goes off because somehow the plants are able to get to the breakers and turn them <laughs> off. Uh, you know, because plants can do that when they're on the rampage. Yes. I guess. Plants I don't know. that we've never seen actually do anything. Right. Yeah. They All they have been they doing is... They shut the power off. Yeah. They shut the power off and... What they did was they went into the mailbox for that restaurant and they mm-hmm. took the bill out. So they couldn't pay it. But they did it several weeks ago. Right. Because by now, obviously, the power, they would notice that they hadn't paid their bill and then they would turn the yeah. power off. That, those are the most sinister plants I've ever seen in my life. They're always three steps ahead. They are. They really are. Yeah. Just so, like we are with the plot of this movie as it unfolds. Um, so the power goes off and some random ass dude stands up and goes, if we don't get out of here. We're going to die here. And then another random guy, you know, background actor number four, right. stands up and is like, somehow magically knows, hey, whatever seems to be happening isn't happening 90 miles away. Yeah. And people are like, oh, he sounds like he knows what he's doing. Let's all get in our cars that we didn't have five minutes ago and go. Because seriously, where did the cars come from? They were all on the fucking train. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. And maybe not everybody in that place was on the train, but that's what it made it feel like. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe, like, the hot dog guy. Well, I mean, why did all those people end up congregating in that place? I don't know. That's never explained. I mean, other than the train people, because obviously that's the train station slash restaurant slash city hall. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's everything in this town. It's the town <laughs> center, courthouse, everything. Um. So, obviously, there are people from the town there. Yeah. But most everybody else was on the train. So, they shouldn't have all had cars. 
Right. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway. And this is one of those things that it's just glaring. And apparently nobody told Shyamalan, hey, you know, you got a continuity problem here. Yeah. Maybe they did. Your DA needs to be fired, Shyamalan. I feel like like there had to have been people trying to intervene in this shit show. Shyamalan must have just been like, you know what? Fuck you. I ain't hearing any of you guys bullshit. He's got earplugs in. La, la, yeah. la, 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 yeah. It had to have been something like that. Yeah. Because there are so many little things that could have been done to make this movie good. Yeah. Or at least not shit. And none of it was done. Because here's the thing. It makes it more dangerous if you're all stranded at the train station. Like, yeah. nobody has a car. The car batteries suddenly don't work for whatever reason, you know, and right. everybody's stranded. So now it's every man for himself. And you've got to figure out, how am I going to get from here to wherever I'm trying to get to? Yeah. But the fact that everybody magically has cars. It's like, weird. Okay. Yeah. Good job on that. So then Elliot and Alma and Jess and Julian are trying to find rides Elliot managed to score with the hot dog man who kind of looks like a serial killer. And Julian sees another car and he's like, hey, they're going to Princeton, which is where his wife, who we've not met at all. Right. And has no significance to the movie whatsoever, other than the fact that it was a reason for Julian to get pulled away from his kid. Right. Um, Which is stupid. Which was so stupid. Yeah. You would not just leave your kid to go find your wife. Like, if it were me and my kids... They're sitting on my lap. They're not leaving my sight. Right. It's not like there's roving gangs of like, you know, Mad Max people murdering people on the roads. No. This is one of those things where you're fine one minute and the next minute you're dead. Right. Why would you think that your your kid is any safer anywhere? Exactly. Exactly. And then he does this shitty thing to Alma where he's like, don't take my child's hand unless you mean it. Oh, God. And I was like, God, get over yourself. Unless you yourself. mean what? Are you marrying the fucking child? Is that what's going on? <laughs> like, how does your trust in her as your friend's wife mean anything in relation to how she's going to take care of your kid? It doesn't. Yeah, what does he think? He's just going to throw her in a tree? Yeah. You know? <laughs> take, the, take the kid, not me! <laughs> I mean, Alma probably would have done something like probably. that. Probably. Use Jess as a human shield against some killer vines. <laughs> <laughs> and then later oh, on, she would have been like, Elliot, I just, I feel so guilty that I threw Jess to those vines. <laughs> we're not assholes. <laughs> but we're not assholes, Elliot. We're not. <laughs> um, so anyway, he just leaves his kid with these friends and he drives off. They end up going to, they ride with Hot Dog Man to his house and in the background, you see your first little piece of symbolism. Yep. Big power plant, bad plants, good <laughs> symbolism. Yeah. Like, that's what uh, happens. This is where they start preaching at us. Oh, my God. And it's just so glaringly obvious. Like, yeah. it's it's almost like Shyamalan came through the movie and punched you in the face with global warming. Yeah. And was like, respect the plants, fool. Not even. Not only is it glaringly obvious that it's symbolism, but it's also a very poorly constructed composite shot that looks like shit. Oh, yeah. And why would you have a nursery? A nursery with plants In next the to a power plant? shadow of a nuclear plant. power plant? That makes no, that's a good question. No sense. You know, there, there was a daycare center around the block that's right next to the power plant over there. And I always kind of thought, I mean, it's like under the, the big 
power generators. Yeah. And I always wondered if it closed because of that. But, I mean, I've lived in a small town where they have plants and, you know, steel mines and factories. Most of the time, people don't live within several miles That's of right. there because they don't want to deal with, like, the smell or the lights or, or any of that stuff. And this was a rural area anyways. Yeah. yeah it, like, okay, your symbolism was very poorly placed, if that's what you were trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we, you know, they're riding with the hot dog family. (laughs) They're riding with, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hot Dog. Hot dogs are full of protein. (laughs) You like hot dogs? No. I hate them. Go away, scary man. (laughs) You look like a, you look like a meat girl. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Julian is on the road with these people trying to find his wife. They're going to Princeton, Pennsylvania or whatever. Anyway, so they're driving through the town and they come upon this landscaping company where all the employees have hung themselves from the trees. Yeah. uh, Which is kind of scary in itself. But he realizes that the town has been affected by the toxin. And they're trying to like roll up the windows and a girl is screaming in the background and he's this is where he's doing the statistics thing to try and distract her. And they're trying to like plug up the windows and everything. And he looks up and there's a tear in the, um, in the Jeep's material. Rag top. Yeah. Which I have a severe problem with that. Like why of all things, that tiny little hole is going to be their undoing. Right. Like you, you're riding in a Jeep. Like, you've been riding through this town for a good 10 minutes, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that little hole in the ceiling, that's going to be our demise. Yeah. Which it ultimately is, because the guy driving the Jeep ends up driving full speed into a tree, goes through the windshield, Julian gets out of the car unscathed. Yeah, not even a scratch. Which we called bullshit on. We were like, bullshit. He would be bloody. Uh, in he the would scope be- of this movie, that's... that's- one of the more believable things that happened. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, there's so many problems with this movie. I'm not going to start nitpicking that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Julian gets out of the car. You can obviously tell that something is wrong. And he sits down on the ground and slits his wrist with the glass from the Jeep. Right. So now Julian's dead. And he goes across the street, not down the highway. Which is not how you do it, kids. Nope. It's not how you do it, kids. It's not how you do it. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would have liked to see, though? What really would have just higgled my diggle to see is if these plants like anytime that somebody is sitting on them or somebody is like driving a car over them i just want to see those little sunflowers pull out tiny little shivs yeah that'd be great or like like rifles or maybe they, sh- they shake a little bit and you hear some menacing laughter yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> and the sunflowers are shaking <laughs> <laughs> that would have made that Way better. Just something. Anything. Because you know that they don't do that. They don't show any, like, sinister plant shit. Because Shyamalan thinks that we haven't figured out that the plants are doing it yet. But we figured it out a long time ago. Yeah, there's no... Like we said earlier, there's no plot twist. Like, no. You, you probably figure it out within, like... 30 minutes of watching the movie. You're like, oh, the plants did it. Well, because he does all this audio foreshadowing and you connect the dots way before he actually shows it to you. Yeah. So it seems like at that point, just don't show us. 
Yeah. We already know. Do something else. Oh, I totally. It's like you said earlier. He he thinks we're idiots. Yeah. Shyamalan thinks we're all a bunch of fucking morons. Yeah. Like we wouldn't understand his stupid fucking plot. Uh, I want to punch him in the face now. Him and Zoe Deschanel. Just I want to give them both swirlies at the same time. Doesn't Shyamalan just look like an asshole? He totally does. He looks and he talks like an asshole. He's got asshole hair. He's got an asshole face. (laughs) That would be unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like odd preacher yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then elliot and all like their group they stop the car because they realize down one road there's a bunch of dead bodies that they can't drive around then they're stopped by this this army dude some random ass army dude yeah who comes out and he's like oh you don't want to go that way because everybody's been affected by the terrorist toxins and they're all in the barbed wire and they're all dead and they, Hi, y'all. I'm Commander Exposition, <laughs> here to tell you about the infection down the road. And they are they're like, yeah, yeah, there's dead bodies down that way. Cheese and crackers. <laughs> he says it. He says cheese and crackers. Nobody. Those words were uttered in a movie that was rated R. Nobody, and I mean nobody, in the history of the world has ever used cheese and crackers as an expletive unless they were wanting cheese and crackers. I can't imagine saying something like that under under duress either. No. You know? No, you better believe that I would be saying cuss words. This guy's a fucking soldier. Yeah. Cheese and crackers. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck a duck. Yeah. Or something. Like, if you want to be quirky about it, just put an animal name after you say the word fuck. Like, that's all you got to do. It's easy. Was this an R-rated movie? I don't think so. You said that, and I was like, I don't actually think that it is an R-rated movie. Um, I feel like because of the... It is rated R. So, what the fuck, Shyamalan? Okay, I figured this out. I have cracked the fucking code. All of the blood, all of the violence was added in post. Every There were reshoots. This movie was going to be a PG-13 movie, but it was fucking awful and bland as shit. The studio said, we need to do something edgy with this movie. And they made Shyamalan put in all the gory scenes. That's why that happened. Figured it out. Yeah. This was a PG-13 movie that did reshoots. I I would agree with that. I forgot that it was rated R. It was just so wholesome with their cheese and crackers and Elliot being like, no, no, no. All the evidence you need is right there. There was no cursing in this movie. There was. There was. There was one time. Where they're, um, where the group has, like, the groups have separated. Because, you know, they're all meeting in the middle and they're like, we should go on foot and we should separate. Blah, 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 blah. Because apparently the terrorists are going to attack us here in little town Pennsylvania. Um, and so they all disperse. And the other group starts to get affected by the toxins for whatever reason. And they start shooting each other. And Elliot and his group are over here and they hear them shooting, like killing each other. And they're all shouting at him like, we should do something. What do we do? We're not assholes, Elliot. Um, And he's just like, just give me one goddamn second to figure it out. Well, yeah, but that's not a P. That's not an R rated curse. It's not. So I don't understand. You got one F bomb. You could have people shoot each other, but you couldn't actually see the shot impact someone you could see someone fire the shot but there there were a lot of weird rules yeah like shit didn't start getting lax about violence in movies until like god it wasn't long ago at all 
Yeah. It's just interesting to me. Like, because that was really the only overly adult word that I heard in the whole movie. He said douchebag, too. Oh, did he? Yeah, he called himself a douchebag. <gasps> oh, no. It, it was in For... that same scene when when everybody was yelling at him to f- come up with an answer. He's like, okay, okay, don't be a douchebag. Uh, trees, uh, pollen, pollen and trees and trees and pollen and pollen and trees. <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah. Fuck this movie. It was. They just so, ha- there so happened to be a realtor that knew <laughs> that whole area. They were like, okay, listen, guys, this man is a realtor. <gasps> He knows what he's talking about. Thank the Lord. <laughs> We're saved. <laughs> There's a realtor. <laughs> and he gets up there and he's all serious with his little his little jacket and tie. And he's like, all right, these these, ba- these backwoods places, there's not going to be a whole lot of people. Because that's what they were worried about is that the, the places are too overpopulated. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. You're just sitting there okay, going. Okay, now now we got a vet. We got a veterinarian here. He's gonna tell us about the wildlife in the area. <laughs> Listen, guys, there's wolves out there. <laughs> it would have been even more if they'd had like a realtor, a veterinarian, and like a botanist. Just a random like they just happen to have a botanist in their group who just happens to know everything that's going on with the plants. Yeah, but even if they if they did that, it might have been better. I mean, it would have been ham-fisted, but it would have at least, it would have made sense. Yeah. It just seems so trivial to me to even mention that this guy is a realtor. So he knows yeah. about the property in the area. Couldn't it just be some local guy? Yeah. Be like, hey, yeah, I live around here and these backwoods roads over here, they're good for move, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. that's all you needed, but to just be like... A realtor, guys. It just it just stuck out like a sore thumb, and, yeah. And and it's it's one of those unintentionally comedic moments in this movie, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that'll bring us to a group of grown ass people trying to run away from the wind. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the the wind. The, we finally get an antagonist in this movie, and it's a breeze mother of god no (laughs) not the wind please no they actually show them running and the wind is chasing them like a dog the the leaves are blowing around and the and the the grass is blowing around and they're running and you get the aerial shot of the wind closing in on them it's just (laughs) so fucking dumb it is so dumb it like it's almost to the point, like, you and me were cracking up. Yes. We were dying laughing because of how stupid it was. Yes. Like, I mean, there, it was nothing. And then in the end, it didn't even work. They were still, like, they got, they stopped because they yeah, were like, they oh, stopped. we can't outrun the wind. You know, they made a, a big point to show us that the wind was blowing them because all their hair was blowing. and But they weren't affected, question mark, question mark, question mark. Some of them were. Not not in Elliot's group. No. The other group was the You're one right. with the hot dog, Mr. The, and Mrs. The hot dog. The ones that split. Yes. They got affected. But they the other did. people, which didn't make. Because it never was the wind. It was just their their theory at the time that the wind was causing the but problem. But he went with he he went with the wind for the whole rest of the film until they figured out it was the trees. It was right after this that he was like, "It's the trees," because the wind didn't affect him. So he was like, "It can't be the wind. It must be the trees." Yeah. Well, and I have to say, my absolute favorite thing to do 
when I'm running for my life is have a conversation. I love it. Especially like if we were like running away, like if you and me were in an apocalyptic situation, I think that would be the time that I would just confess all of my sins to you as we're running away to be like, okay. (laughs) One time when I was at your house, I took a really big shit. (laughs) And I didn't flush the toilet. I'm sorry. Like, come on, man. That was you? (laughs) Can't believe it. You. I've got a confession to make. One time I took a shit and I didn't flush it either. (laughs) Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kidding. (laughs) You lied to me? What? Like, that's how the whole exchange goes. And oh, it's, it's so, so fucking dumb. Oh, my God. And he, like, he's, like, truly horrified. Like, you've seen people kill themselves in horrific ways. But it's not nearly as bad as your wife going to have tiramisu with fucking Joey. Like, come on, man. I would have been like, we're in the, we're about to die. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm just right. glad that you're alive. Yeah. Like, we'll deal with this shit later, but let's continue running and not have this conversation. At what point did fucking super pussy Marky Mark ever make her think that he would get upset or beat her around or leave her over going and having tiramisu with the guy? She probably could have sucked a dick right in front of him. And he would have just been like, oh, Oh, look at that dick. Is that Jake? (laughs) No, Jake. No. (laughs) And besides that, they didn't love each other anyways. They yeah. had no chemistry. These people met the day before these events happened. Yep. As far as we could tell. Man, it's just so funny to me. Like, the times that she chooses to try and have these conversations with him, I would have been like, bitch, I'm trying to run for my life. Shut up. Yes. Yeah. If this was a zombie apocalypse, I would have human shielded that woman. Oh, yeah, me too. And Me not too. because she went and had tiramisu with Joey. <laughs> it would have been because she sucks in every other way. Having tiramisu with Joey is the least of her sins. If we were in a zombie apocalypse and we all ran into that model house, I would have locked her out. Yeah. And I would have been like, peace, bitch. Yeah. Have fun. Take care of yourself. Oh, and the model house was so dumb. It was an attempt at bringing something to this movie. Just yeah. something. Just anything. Hey, nobody's ever done this before. Well, that's because it's stupid. Yeah. M. Night. <laughs> that's because it doesn't work. Yeah. And the whole thing with him talking to that plastic plant. Okay, that was funny. That was a genuinely funny moment in yeah. this movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him the, the that. The only intentional joke in this movie. And, and so Marky Mark has finally figured out that the trees are what's killing them. And they're in the model house. And of course... They don't know it's a model house yet, or we're not supposed to know, or whatever. Uh, even though they've found fake shit everywhere. They yeah. found the fake books in the bookshelf and, and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, he he sees a plant, and he starts talking to it. He's like, hey there, Mr. Plant. Uh, listen, I'm not, uh, not going to talk real harshly to you or anything. I just want to say hi. Howdy, Mr. Plant. And then he touches it and finds out it's plastic. And he goes, plastic. I'm talking to a plastic plant. But a bump. 
Like that, I but I really wanted that plastic plant to reach out and strangle him really bad. I just wanted anybody to strangle him. <laughs> yeah, I okay. Yeah, it just it just kind of went from like the, the, these people trying to survive. It just became a joke. Yeah, like it was yeah. just like okay. Now we're just making fun of them because they're dumb. Yeah, you know. And then you have this weird scene because at this point they've got uh, some kids with them. Yeah. And you've got this weird scene where they're all walking together. And I don't know if if they were even talking about it or if the kid just piped up and said it. He's like, you need to listen more. And I guess I I guess I just totally blocked it out. I think it was just a non sequitur thing that came out of the kid's mouth. Again, we're trying to insert this conflict between these two people that nobody gives a shit about. Right. Like nobody cares. You it, it, and it's like, not even they don't even commit to that because it's nothing. Well, and I think it would have made a difference if she had had a, a relationship with this other dude. Absolutely. Like the if stakes she, are so fucking low. Yes. That that it is 100 percent negligible. Because in that situation, now the world is ending or, you know, you could possibly die. And the one person that you trusted when had sex with some other dude. So now you feel like you have nothing. Right. That's a little that's a little better than being like, Oh, I went down uh, Tiramisu with Joey and now he won't stop calling me and I was just too scared to tell you and he's like Yeah. I, I would have been like, Was the Tiramisu good? <laughs> did you have fun? Yeah. Like I did, Th- this you... is this isn't an I fuck Ted moment here. No. This this is just stupid. Yeah. This, this is this is like this is a PG-13 movie that got turned into an R-rated movie. Yeah. That's why that is the way that it is. And he wants so badly for you to care about this relationship. Yeah. yeah. And you don't. You're just like, can we move on, please? I'm tired of hearing about this. Like, I don't I don't care about them at all. Yeah. And, and it doesn't you, even... You don't even like these people. No. They're awful. No. Yeah. You certainly don't like Zoe Deschanel's character. Oh my god! Yeah, I there wanna... are no emotional stakes in anything that happens to her. I wanna... It is impossible to care about her and her problems. Me and Nikki were talking about how we want to like flip her lunch plate over and like you know log pigtails, you know, give her a wedgie. Like that's what really what we wanted to do yeah. to this chick because that's just all. Like you're just like you're useless. You're so useless. Yeah. So then they're moving along and they find this house and they're trying to get in and they realize that the people inside are afraid of those terrorist gas, the terrorist gas toxins. We don't want you bringing that in here in our house. Yeah. And they're like, we're perfectly normal. Hey, yeah, we're fine. Listen to our voices. We're he starts. Fine. He starts singing Mississippi Moon. Oh, my God. Oh, Blackwater, keep on rolling. See, perfectly normal. Oh. Oh, please let us in. We've got a child and we need some food real badly. And I, I got to take a tinkle. Could you please let me in? Like, and the people inside, they're like, no, no, don't bring in no terrorist gases. Yeah, the, they won't open the door because there's toxic gas in the air, but the windows open. The blinds are open. And and they shoot one of the kids through yeah. the open blinds, which are open the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then they open the door a crack just to shoot the kid. Yeah. Like, if you're worried about gas, why would you open the door even he, a little? They open the door, say, don't let the gas in, and shoot the kid. Yeah. No. I Like, 
the whole thing to me was, okay, we have to get rid of these teenagers because we're trying to make this as dire as possible. So uh, how do we get rid of them, Knight? Oh, uh, oh, let's have some hillbilly shoot them for no reason. <laughs> they probably started filming that near the end of the summer and the kids had to go back to school. I guess so. Fuck it, let's kill him. Like, again, you have these two teenagers that he's trying to get you emotionally involved with, and then he kills them, and you're supposed to be like, no, no, whatever your names are, who I didn't have time to get, you know, to get emotionally attached to, please don't be dead. Like, I don't give a shit about those kids. Like, they They were especially brutal child slaying scenes. They were pretty bad. I mean, one one kid got shot like a buck shot through the chest and one got a, you know, rifle shot through the head. Like it it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty gruesome and then and then they have this shot that's focused on uh the kid's giant gaping head wound uh which was almost And they like keep it up there for a good long unnecessary. time. It was unnecessary. It's one of the scenes that they added after the studio objected to what he turned in. Yeah. Yeah, so they leave the kids and they find like they're going along and and um, you know Jess is <laughs> hyperventilating <laughs> and they're trying to calm her down and they get to this other house that they're like, oh, there's no electricity running to it. Hmm, that looks like a safe place to go. <laughs> yeah, out in the middle of the fucking woods where the plants are trying to kill us. I mean. Hello, there's like homicidal daisies and murderous vines trying to get you. Like, why the hell would you be like, yes, let's go further into the woods, further into the woods. Let's go. And I have issue with this anyways, because the whole thing starts with people in the middle of New York City where there aren't just a whole lot of plants. Well, I kind of understand like in Central Park because they're around a bunch of foliage, but like the construction workers on top of the building, why would they be affected? There weren't any trees nearby. Yep. Like, it to me, it would make sense if they'd been like, okay, if you're in a wooded area, like in a forest, it'd be the opposite effect. You know, if you're, like in most apocalyptic movies, getting out of the city is what you want to do because that's where the danger is. But in this movie, it would make more sense if people were like, you know, come into the city where there's not a lot of plants right. and, and get like a hotel, stay with family, whatever you have to do, get out of the country because the plants are trying to, whatever. But the explanation that they actually do give mm-hmm. is that there are too many people. So anytime you get a group with too many people in it, they get affected. Yeah. Because nature's obviously pissed off because there's too many of us. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're in a small group, you're safe. Yeah. Of course, they blow that whole thing out of the water with the people crashing in the Jeep. Yeah. Because there was only three of them. So, you know, there's yeah. no consistency in this there's movie. There's not. And and we'll get to that because I want to, I really, really, really want to talk about this old woman that they meet next. Yes. Because that whole thing was so stupid. Yeah. She was a worthless character. There was yeah. nothing good about her. Like, they tried to make her like, this cynical old woman where the world didn't care about her and she didn't care about the world. Why? What happened to her? Did there someone was kill- obviously an untold story. She had a husband and he died. But and they don't- she turned into a spinster. Or maybe she's, you know, whatever. But they don't explain that. No, no they she's don't. She's just a bitch for no reason. I like, wonder if there's a lot of scenes that were cut from this film. Maybe. Because the thing is, is like he comes up on the porch and he rings the bell and she kind of starts out. She's like, that's for my dog. And he's like, oh, 
And then she's like, well, I guess you're expecting me to make you some dinner, huh? And he like he hasn't said anything the whole time. Right. She's just talking. She's like, she's like, well, she's offering, but being shitty about it. Yeah. And she goes inside the house and she's like, I'm not going to tell you again. Like, bitch, we'll go somewhere else if it's that much trouble for you. Right. Right. Um, Nobody asks her for shit. And, and then they're sitting around at dinner and she's got some cookies laid out. And they're just having a conversation and the little girl reaches up and grabs a cookie and she slaps her hand. If I had been Alma or if I had been Elliot, I would have been like, keep your hands off of her. Yeah. Like, you don't just slap a kid like that. And it wasn't just a little. It was a. Yeah. Yeah. She gave her the business. Yeah, she totally did. And then she was like, don't touch things that don't belong to you. Yeah. You laid out the cookies for everyone to eat, you old bag. Right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And that's the—that's what I was thinking the whole time I'm watching this. What the fuck is wrong with you? And it was at this point that I started wondering if maybe the happening wasn't uh, affecting people more slowly than you might think. Like, maybe this woman was in the process of becoming whatever the, the result of the happening is. I don't but know. But they never really went anywhere with that. No. And so it never made any sense. She did end up getting affected in the end. Thank God. Which is dumb because all she did was go outside by herself Mm -hmm. and walk around in her garden, which she'd been presumably doing all, you know, this whole whole time. time. Yeah. And she gets affected. Yeah. Well, and the the other thing that bugged me about her is that she comments on Elliot and um, Alma's relationship. She's like, well, who's chasing each other? Like, you don't know me. Why are you making comments about our relationship when, first of all, you very clearly don't care about us? And second of all, you don't care about anyone but yourself. So why are you making these? He's trying to do this cliche, old, sage, old, wise person. Old, southern, bitchy woman. Who's trying to, you know, she's been in love before and she knows how it goes. Right. Like She tells you how it is. You didn't even want me in your house 30 minutes ago. Why are you commenting on our relationship? Yeah, and she she actually says something about people who sit across from each other like that don't talk. There could only be one thing or whatever. And, but the the sentence that she actually that actually comes out of her mouth doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just word salad, and I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it was just terrible. She could have she could have been sitting there and be like. I bet the monkey on your back is trying to get the last out of your hair, isn't it? And it'd make more, <laughs> more, more sense than what she said. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it's just, again, it's like you said, it's just word vomit. Like, she's just trying to sound wise, and really, she's just... Well, it's not even her. Shyamalan's trying to make her sound wise. It's so fucking obvious that the same guy wrote the dialogue for every person. And that's yep. that's how all movies are. But in this movie, more than any other movie I've ever seen, everybody is the same. It's homogenous. Yeah. This script was never proofread. This script was never given a treatment. Nope. Nobody ever looked at this script critically ever. Nope. There's no chance. No, no. Because then she goes from... Seeming like she cares about these people talking about their relationship to being like, well, I guess you're going to have to stay the night, aren't you? Bitch, you don't have to do anything. You can tell us to get the fuck out and we'll go. 
gladly. Um, But of course, they don't do or say anything. anything, Which is not normal. Because if somebody had said something like that to me, I would have been like, if it's an inconvenience to you, we'll go somewhere else. Right. They never rebut her. No. They never stand up for themselves. It's a one-sided conversation. Although I will say, when she was accusing them of... Uh, stealing her stuff and murdering them. <laughs> Elliot did say, no. I would never I do would that. would never kill you, ma'am. Why would you <laughs> think that? I could see the odd set trying to act this thing out. Shyamalan, this might be the only scene where they actually did a take two because I bet you Marky Mark nailed it the first time. They, she, he said, no, we'd never do that. And he's like, uh, that doesn't sound right. That sounds let's, too real. Yeah, let's do it again, but let's have you sound like you're lying. Yeah, like you are about to murder this old bitch. I mean, we're not going to have you murder or anything, but let's make it look like we are. Yeah. I seriously think that out of all these scenes in this movie, this is the only one that got a second take. Well, and it's so funny because they're like whispering by the window and her and Elliot are like, and then she she's in the hallway. They hear her creak. And he looks out and she's like, I hear you whispering. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're worried about us murdering you, but you're going to murder us first. Yeah. Like, you are going to, well, I'm going to wake up. That's why up. I was thinking that she might have been afflicted. I don't think so, though. I think she, that was, she, she wasn't. No, she absolutely wasn't. She was afflicted, Aaron. She was afflicted by poor writing. Yes. That's what happened. I mean, it would be conceivable that they just run across this insane person that's happened in plenty of post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. But in this one, there's no context for it. The apocalypse has only been happening for like 12 hours. It's not like these people have hardened. It's not the walking dead where it's been eight years and everybody that's still alive is some bad motherfucker. Yeah. No, this was just an old lady out in the woods with a ridiculous personality. Yeah, for no reason at all. Just She was yeah. just hard and cynical and mean because she could be. Yeah. So then Marky Mark convinces her that she, they're not going to murder her and steal her things. And uh, That's and it. it goes to the next morning. Yeah. Um, and he wakes up alone and he gets up and gets dressed and he's looking for everybody. And, you know, if anything about this dude, even if Elliot is a total dork that needs a wedgie, you would think that he'd be smart enough to know to not go anywhere near this old woman's things, especially her bedroom. Because he gets up and he's looking around for Jess and Alma and he can't find anybody and he's like, where is everyone? And he goes to this woman's, I guess her name is Mrs. Jones. He goes to yeah. Mrs. Jones's room and he's like, Mrs. Jones? And he like looks in her room Anybody would have been able to tell that that was a doll laying yes. on her bed and that it wasn't Mrs. Jones. But he goes in the room anyway. He goes over to the bed and sees that it's a doll and he's like, Mrs. Jones? Miss yeah. <laughs> like somehow that doll right there was Mrs. Jones. Like, I'm surprised he didn't start shaking her and go, Mrs. Jones, wake up. What happened to you, <laughs> Mrs. Jones? Why are you a doll now? You turned into a porcelain doll. Well, and then he's like, weird woman. And he turns around and there she is. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Use your common sense. She doesn't want you anywhere near her stuff. Why are you going to go in her fucking bedroom? Yeah. 
which then instantly enrages her and she's like I knew you were trying to steal my stuff get out of my house get out he's like wait Mrs. Jones wait let's talk about it like adults and so she runs out to her garden yeah and starts walking backwards and he's suddenly like oh no it's happened the happening has happened (laughs) oh my god the happening happened right now what just happened to her and then we see her kill herself, which is kind of satisfying. She's beating her face on the wall, yeah. on the outside wall of her own house. And the plate glass windows through her living room. And this is the other thing I don't understand. Like, he gets very, like, he like locking the doors behind him. Like, she's not out to kill you, dude. We've very clearly seen that she's not here to kill you. She's right. trying to kill herself. Yeah. But he's is like... It's just another thing that these people would know already that they don't know. Well, and here's the other thing. She was, and we talked about this earlier. She was outside by herself and she was affected, right? right. But he was outside too. Yeah. He was outside while the wind was blowing and yep. by himself. He was standing in the doorway. Why wasn't he affected? Yeah. Like, it would make sense if he had like, you know, at the beginning of the movie, there's some kind of like foreshadowing how he has some kind of like immunity or something. Like something has made him to where Nothing he can't. Nothing like that has no. ever put forth. But through the whole movie, he has been in the line of fire the whole time. Yes. And has never been affected. Him he and Alma both. He has been around dozens of people that have been affected. Yes. Yeah. And you're like... Plot armor. He's got plot armor. Yeah. Because if he dies, then the movie dies. Which... Right. I would have been perfectly fine if we watched them kill themselves and then the movie ended. Yeah. That would have been great. I'd have been like... Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that satisfaction, Shyamalan and on and on. Because... I just can't stand it anymore. But that's not what happens. But that's not what fucking happens. So he goes in the house and Mrs. Jones gives this exposition about the house, about how there's a basement or a um, like a storage shed. And it's connected like the pipes are connected to a spring house on the other side of the yard. Right. Which is just purely exposition. Yeah. It's it's in no way disguised. It's just here's some exposition. That you're going to use later on because it's important. Right. Which this is not the first time that gets done in this movie. No, no. So then he hears Jess and Alma laughing and playing around and he follows the sound to the basement area. But what the sound he hears is the sound coming through the pipe from the spring house. So he's like calling out to them and he was like, oh my God, Mrs. Jones killed herself. It's happening. Close the windows and the doors. Close Lock yourself in. Lock yourself in. Um, Which we already know is not the answer. Because they've had, they probably had the door open all morning. Yeah. So. They've been exposed to this thing this whole time. Yeah. So she's in the spring house, which is probably like 50 yards away or 100 yards away, something like that. And he's in the main house and they're sitting there like, this is the end, isn't it, Elliot? And you're like, yes, yes, yes. Please be the end. Please die. Please be over. And um, And they start talking about their first date. And you're just like, God, just just kill yourselves already. <laughs> Please. Just, just like throw yourself. Gun. Yeah, throw yourself through the plate glass, Alma. Like, I can't stand this anymore. They're, they're talking through this little pipe, but the pipe is acting like a PA speaker. Yeah. So they could, it doesn't matter which side of the room they're on because they're moving. Each of them is moving around the room talking and they can hear each other like they're in the same room. Which wouldn't happen, by the way. No, not a fucking chance. Not with that kind of a pipe. No, it's a tiny little pipe. Yeah, no. They're like saying their goodbyes. Although Aaron did say something about how Elliot could have been like, okay, 
I'm going to stick my dick through this pipe. Well, because he says, I don't want to die here. I want to be with you. And I just expected him to shove his dick through the pipe. <laughs> right now. Well, <laughs> just put your mouth over the hole. <laughs> Which would have been fine. Fine. At this point, whatever. She just takes it in the face and then they all die and the movie ends. Yeah. Perfect. That would have been great. Perfect. But again, that doesn't happen. We no. are not given that satisfaction. And he's like, this is not how it's going to end. We're not going to end like this. And he decides to brave the wind and go outside so we can meet up with Jess and have an awkward meeting in the middle of the field. Not Jess. Alma. Sorry. I was thinking about her character from uh, New Girl because that's who she is in this movie. Yeah. Um, she's the same character in everything she's in. Yeah. Um, so... But it's not like he runs to her and they embrace and they're like, oh, I'm so glad that I got to see you in our final moments. They like stare at each other and then they reach out and they grab each other's hands. And the only thing I could think of was like two dudes sitting in a field five feet apart because they're not gay. Like that's the only thing I could think of because there was just no like, oh, my God, I love you so much. I'm so glad I got to see you. None of that. They don't throw their arms around each other. No, they're just like staring at e- into each other's eyes like a bunch of robots like oh this is the end isn't it yes yes it is the end yeah goodbye my love goodbye <laughs> like right. no so they're sitting there the wind is blowing and they're like thinking that at any moment they're gonna you know go throw themselves off a cliff and nothing, nothing happens. happens we fast forward to three months later they've got uh the little girl yeah and they're all living in a house together and Everything's back to normal. School uh, is about to start back up. Little girl's getting ready to go to school. That just makes me mad. I don't know why. Because here you are and you have all these people that died for nothing. Right. Like nothing came of it. Nothing changed. Nothing happened. You don't see this whole... It was a depopulation plan by the trees. It was the planet taking out the trash. It was an act of healing. But the thing but is, they is never like, say anything like that. No. And they aren't like, we need to change. We need to stop global warming. Like there's no like global or national agenda to make things better. Right. Like you've seen Happy Feet, right? No. Okay. Sorry. Happy Feet is about penguins and this penguin that can dance. And basically there's this whole spiel about how we need to prevent the icebergs from melting and taking taking precious animals out of their ha- their natural habitats and there's like a whole big spiel about it right. and you're like you made your point on this thing here he was so concerned with the symbolism and trying to make people go oh yeah we need to stop global warming instead of just like giving the people a purpose like oh my god i cannot believe that just happened we lost a bunch of people what can we do to prevent this from happening again maybe we should stop deforestation maybe we should start planting more trees maybe none of that nope we just get a rant from some crackpot yeah basically alex jones is up there screaming about people are killing the planet and this was them coming back and getting its revenge and it sounds really crackpotty and nobody learns anything and everything goes back to normal. Yeah, like it never happened. Yeah. Like it never happened. And, and it's amazing to me that with all of the stuff that Shyamalan pointed out, all of the on the nose stuff that he did, he the couldn't sign. even manage to be on the nose with his message. You know, they had that billboard that said, you deserve this yeah. as they're going through a field and you're like, 
fuck really, you, man. Dude. Like, that's all I wanted to say was just fuck you. Like, that... Come on. Yeah. You could do so much better than that. Yeah, it could have done better. That's the thing. It, this movie could have been okay. Then we see that um, Alma is pregnant, and we want to imagine that it was Tiramisu guy because she was actually a liar and a lot more terrible than she puts on. Because they've learned nothing. They've learned absolutely nothing, and they're going to populate the planet even more with their dumbass babies. Right. Then we go to Paris, and we see a very similar situation to Central Park. You know, there's yeah. a, there's people everywhere and there's trees and it's beautiful and it starts all happening again. And the only thing that I could think of was the plants did a test run in, on the East Coast yeah. in America. They were successful. Now to move on to phase two. Plants take Paris with a vengeance. Can't wait for the sequel. Oh, God. It's happening again. <laughs> If they do that, they should call it that. It's happening again. Yeah, I just... The inhappening ending. Well, and he they, they made the ending act like, you know, oh, it's just going to keep happening if there's too many people on the planet, I guess. Like, how... It just... I feel like if you're going to talk about global warming and you're really going to try and make it this dire situation, make it a dire situation. Yeah, there has to be consequences. And there has to be action after those consequences to show that, right. okay, yes. Because oh, my personal opinion is, is that I don't know if I necessarily believe in global warming, but I believe us as a human race has fucked up the planet. Yeah. There, we're depleting natural resources. There, you know, the icebergs are melting. There's all sorts of signs to show that we have royally fucked up our own planet. And there are things that we need to do to try and bring that stuff back, which sure. we are, you know, solar power and trying to, you know, electric cars and planting trees. Like there's all sorts of things that are happening. This was him standing on a soapbox, but he had nothing to say. Yeah. Except to say, plants good, people bad. That's it. Arr. That's it. That's yeah. all you get out of this. Shyamalan is better than this. I, I think so, too. He's so much better than this. We have seen great movies before that, and we've seen great movies since that. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on over there. I, I'm sure there was a lot of studio interference, but it was still a shit movie. Yeah. I mean, even if all of the gory parts and more adult parts got added as a result of the studio being unhappy with what was turned in, which I'm pretty sure is the case. Yeah. It was still terrible. Yeah. And he could have even done better going like a James Cameron route with Avatar. You know, very clearly uh, James Cameron had an agenda for Avatar yeah. with military bad, native people good yeah. type of thing. Even if he'd gone that route, I feel like that would have been again, infinitely better than what he gave us. I feel like he was half asleep through this whole thing. Yeah. Some random person was using Shyamalan as a puppet, you know, like putting sunglasses on him and making him move his arms. Do this, do this. Knight, you're looking a little weird today. Shut up. Somebody was weakened at Bernie's and Shyamalan for this movie. Yeah. Just had him drugged. Yeah. That's the only explanation that I can come up with. Is it possible that this was like Shyamalan's cousin's movie and it was just so shitty that the only way they could save it was by putting Shyamalan's name on it? I I, I I don't know. know. It's just so bad yeah and he's such a good director and he's he's a good writer and he comes up with all these great ideas and this was just the opposite of 
everything else. I mean, I didn't like the village, but the acting was great. The plot moved along just like it should have. Yeah. You know, there was a, this was during the time where Shyamalan was the twist guy. Every movie that he did had a twist. That was what you yeah. came to expect from him. It's not like that anymore after the last few movies. Yeah. That's fine. It never really worked for him because he ended up making movies that were just plowing their way through to the twist. Yeah. But this wasn't even that. This wasn't, there wasn't even an attempt at a twist here. It was just a jumble of nonsense yep. that somehow ended up on a reel continuously. And that's what we got. And I, I feel like we got ripped off. Again, it would have been a better movie if there had been terrorists. Sure. If there were actual like eco terrorists that are like, have this idea that maybe if they kill a bunch of people, it'll save the planet when actually they're doing worse or whatever. Like That, that would, would be fine. Yeah. Anything. Like I say, even if they would have had the plants shake a little bit and do a menacing laugh, it would have been <laughs> something. But what we got was a completely unseen antagonist, which could work, but it didn't. Not for this. Not for this, Mm-mm. because it was so poorly executed at every point. It's the worst fucking movie ever made. It's this is the worst movie with a budget I've ever seen. I don't know. His Avatar Airbender was pretty terrible. I think it might have been on par, if not worse than this. But if you hadn't been an Avatar fan, would you think it was that bad? Probably. I didn't. I mean, even if I, because I'm not a huge Avatar fan, I've seen the show, yeah. but I'm not a huge fan, but what he did with the characters and the pacing and the, like the, everything was just off somehow. It was like. A it had problems, but it also had a lot of things that this movie didn't have. It had some really good special effects. It yeah. had some really cool CGI. It had practical effects. It had fight scenes. They're not even, those movies aren't even in the same ballpark. Yeah. Avatar, The Last Airbender is 10 times the movie The Happening was. And yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender shit, but that only goes to show you how bad The Happening is. I can agree with that. I can agree with that because at least with The Avatar, there, he had like a goal. Yeah. He's got actual characters to work with and a goal. And there was some beautiful stuff in that movie. There was. I'll, I'll say that, that there were some really good shots and, you know, he had very pretty CGI effects that, that really made it. Yeah. I've never been much of an anime fan. I've never watched any Avatar. I didn't think the movie was good, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. At the end of the film, I didn't feel cheated. I didn't feel like I just got done watching the worst fucking movie ever made. I'll tell you that. So we, Although a lot of people did. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. And I like bad movies. And this movie's too bad for me. Well, I think it's funny because I think this is the tr- the first truly bad movie that we've done yes like this is our first real dumpster fire you know with dead alive while that movie was bad it was enjoyable and entertaining and there was some really good stuff to it yes whereas this was just bad all the way around i mean everywhere you looked at it you're like yeah that was bad everything was wrong Mm -hmm. so here's my proposition this was a joke Mm -hmm. this whole thing was a joke m night Shyamalan, andy kaufman us with this movie this was all tongue-in-cheek yeah i have to believe that but he lost out on this because this movie was a failure it completely flopped so it was a waste of time it tanked his whole fucking career for a little while there yeah it wasted people's time and money and energy all the way around like why why would you want to fuck with people like that just to 
I don't know, be a shithead. But like, he'd always been doing that. This was the twist guy. The twist in this movie is that you wasted your buddy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can agree with that. Although I didn't, there was something that I wanted to, and we can end on this, but you know, I had a really hard time watching that lawnmower scene, not because it was gory or visceral, but the whole time I'm watching that scene, I'm imagining the lawnmower going, Oh, Hey, Hey, Mr. Man, what's going on? Oh, Oh, oh my God. Why are you laying on the ground? I'm so sorry. That poor, innocent lawnmower. I can't help myself. With the fake CGI blood blowing everywhere. Oh God, it was bad. It was bad. I've never seen worse CGI blood. Good God. I mean, I've seen bad CGI blood. I've seen just bad blood effects in general. Barbed wire. You ever watch that movie? Uh Uh-uh. Barbed wire with Pamela Anderson. Every time somebody got shot, they ejected blood powder from a a squib in their suit. It was powdered blood. (laughs) It looked like red talcum powder flying out of people. (laughs) This looked worse. (laughs) And that's saying a lot. At least with that movie, they used practical effects. Yeah. With With this movie, the only time that... The person killed themselves and it didn't look bad was the very beginning when that girl stabbed herself with her hairpin. Oh, yeah. Sookie. That was Sookie Stackhouse. And no. Si- yeah. No. Totally was. It was not Anna Paquin. And sitting next to her was the chick from Fifty Shades of Grey. No. Yes. No, it was not. That was not Dakota. And Prove that- me wrong. I'm going to. You ready? You ready? Hold on just a second. Let me let me look at this because I'm just going to tell you right now that you are you are wrong. Okay. Allison Folland was the woman reading on the bench with the hairpin. And the woman reading on the bench beside her was Kristen Connolly. So not Dakota and not Anna Paquin. I'm going to edit all this out now. <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't bet money on that, huh? It's true. Yeah. They um, really looked like uh, D- Dakota, whoever, and Anna Paquin. You know, I love, uh, first of all, I love Anna Paquin. She's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I like her. Okay. But that other girl. She was in Cabin in the Woods. I love that movie. I do love Cabin in the Woods. It's a good one. It's like one of my favorites. I feel like if you're going to make a movie and you're going to try and make fun of it at the same time that you're trying to be scary, that's the way to go. Yep. Yeah, they did a perfect job. Mm -hmm. Perfect job of subverting the genre. Even though it was all subversion, it was still a damn good horror movie. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Anyway, so yeah, that was The Happening. Yeah, it was shit. Piece of shit. Yep. This movie was not made by the same person who made The Sixth Sense or Signs or Unbreakable. This was made by either coked up or drugged out M. Night Shyamalan. There's something very wrong with this movie. This is a train wreck. It's a a dumpster fire. Yeah. Of the worst kind. You want to talk about our social media stuff? I surely do. Okay, so you can find us on Twitter. It's DeFire Cinema, but it'll be Dumpster Fire Cinema. I did want to also put out there, do you have your own personal Twitter handle? Uh, Yeah, but I don't use it. Oh, well, I use mine, and you can find me at Jordan Chetlet. Um, that's spelled C-H-E-T-E-L-A-T, because I do acting stuff as well as singing stuff, and I post it on my Twitter as well. Yeah, you can go to Jordan's YouTube channel as well. She's got some amazing stuff there. Yeah. 
Thank you. Very I appreciate welcome. that. Um, we're also on Facebook as Dumpster Fire Cinema. You could send us an email at dumpsterfirecinema at gmail.com. We are part of the Onichan Productions family. You can find us at, is it onichanproductions.com? Yeah, go to onichanproductions.com and you can find links to everything we do. Yeah. Check out our Twitch channel. We have it streaming all day long and there's some neat stuff in there. Thanks, guys. This has been Dumpster Fire Cinema. Yes, thank we'll you We'll see so you much next time. Bye. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dumpster Fire Cinema. Be sure to tell your friends. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Make it happy. Bring it down.